certainly could. I'd make a deal with God. I'd get him to swap our places with us as Rob. Kia ora, Rob. Yeah, hi, Wallace. Oh. Sunny Palmerston North. Oh, sunny your way? Are you... Uh, do we have a Palmerston North caller with the panel today? Do we, Rob? I'm from Palmerston North, yeah. Oh. Well, Auckland, but I left Auckland 36 years ago and... You honest, haven't missed it. You, you, you haven't missed Auckland. And I spent last weekend up there as well, but, you know, it's... Far yeah, enjoy Palmerston. You, 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 is it now? OK, what's the song? Well, you know what the song is, eh? It's Kate, uh, Kate Bush. Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. And if anyone who knows me, I, I like a bit of running, and nothing beats running up that hill either, so it's a resonate well with me. Oh, and 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 you know we 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 have been honouring the music of Sinead, haven't we, Rob? But you know Kate Bush's birthday; she's sixty-five today. Let's just remind ourselves of her sheer brilliance, right? Yeah, I think I grew up with. Her. I think her first hit might have been about the year I left Auckland, so yeah. late seventies thereabouts. So yeah, so she's been around that sort of really length of time. Fantastic! Best thing to do in Palmerston North, Rob? A recommendation? Well, how long have you got? Okay, just one. <laughs> Look, we've probably got more restaurants and cafes per head of population than anywhere in the country. Plenty of live theatre as well. You've got sporting activities left, right and centre. I, mean, I could be in Wellington in an hour and a half watching Spain play Japan. I could leave now and be there in time to kick off at seven. Yep. So, you know, it's it's nice, central, friendly place. Uh, really can't beat it. Good on you, Rob. Hey, thanks for uh, calling. Now, by the way, can you believe this? Here's a little fact for you. Um, Kate Bush, uh, that, this is Kate Bush's biggest hit uh, in the US, but um, she never played there. She never played one concert in the US. Uh, never felt it was a priority. Extraordinary, isn't it? But uh, speaking of Palmerston North, well, caused much discussion, didn't it, in the weekend? Spain's women's team reportedly left their Palmerston North Football World Cup training base for Wellington. According to SPN, uh, the reason for the shift boredom setting in, players, by all accounts, found there was little to do, especially in the evenings. Uh, they strongly refuted the allegations, saying... They would never forget our days in Palmerston North. The Palmerston North Council, they've defended the city, saying, look, we're not boring. Palmerston North has miniature golf. It's got a miniature train. It's got a bar. Uh, there's much more than that. Well, I mean, what more do the Spanish want? Let's bring in the expert. With us is former MP for Palmerston North, Ian Lees Galloway. Ian Kiora. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you doing? Oh, look, it's it's very good to have you here, Ian. And look, let's face it, uh, Ian Lees Galloway, Palmerston North is never going to be Ibiza, uh, but you wouldn't want it to be, right? No, look, we're not a tourist town. We, we've never claimed to be a tourist town, and we love Palmy just the way it is. It's a wonderful place to live. We don't spend our lives in traffic like the Aucklanders, um, and we, you know, we've got great jobs here. We've got great bars, cafes, and restaurants, as Rob was talking about. We've got the only professional theatre outside of the metro centres. Um, we've got wonderful schools. It is a fantastic place to live, and interestingly, 
lots and lots of people actually come to visit us here in Palmerston North, but they come for conferences or they come for sports tournaments or events that are happening at Massey University. Um, and uh, we actually have a vibrant visitor industry. It's our fourth largest earner, I think. But um, but mm. we're not a tourist town. That's okay. Other places can do tourism. We do what we do. Stephen Jacoby, when was the last time you went to Palmerston North? Hello? Uh, Hello? I recall. Yes. <laughs> Can't quite recall, Wallace, but um, I did go uh, sort of around Palmerston North the other day, uh, coming from um, uh, you know Hawke's Bay down to Wellington, and drove up around those amazing wind turbines up on the hill. And if anybody's done that recently, you know you got to go that way because the you know the gorge is closed. But uh, that is quite a, a, a quite a sight, and I think that could have tourist value, uh, Ian. If that's something you'd like to put on the agenda. You know, every place has its hidden gems. The question is, are they accessible and knowable to people who are coming through? That might be something to think about uh, for the future. Yeah, well, look, Stephen's absolutely right. When you drive over the uh, the saddle road um, through those wind turbines, it is absolutely yeah, magnificent. It. Yes. It's quite extraordinary when you get up close to them to discover how large they are. And that's the sort of thing. Look, there are there, there's things to do around Palmerston North. There's there's lots of walks. There's there's lots of adventure stuff that you can do. And it's the kind of thing that people add to a trip when they come to visit friends and family or they come for a conference or whatever. You can add on those other things. Um, heaps of stuff to do in the evenings as well as the Z theatres, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, look, it's a, it's a great town. And uh, we, as I say, we are really, really proud of what we do. Um, sure, uh, if you come here for a period of time and you're expecting a tourist destination, you might be a bit disappointed because that's not what we are. But uh, right. we are brilliant at what we do. Well. Sue Kisling. Yeah, well, I've been to um, Palmerston North plenty of times. And, you know, it's a provincial town, uh, like provincial towns all over the world. In fact, I, I've been to provincial towns in Spain, and, and they're not full of things to do either. So oh, I, really? I don't think that... Oh, um, really? No, I don't think uh, that we should be apologetic. Um, and, in fact, you sort of... I think it was probably a bit of a media beat-up. I was interested, the story was broken by someone called Samuel Marsden, was he a New Zealand journalist or a, uh, a Spanish one? I was intrigued yeah, by right. that. I can understand why they might want to come to Wellington um, because there's been an incredible buzz around our city and great weather over the weekend. But I think it's all a little bit of a media beat up and Palmerston North should certainly not feel apologetic. Fair enough. And, and also, too, um, someone's actually reminded me by text, Ian, it's the home of Spanky Jackson, isn't it? And who's Spanky? It sure is. Uh, Spanky's yeah. New Zealand drag performer who won the second season of RuPaul's g- drag race down under last year. And I mentioned Spanky Jackson. But for those of you who say, well, it's all rugby di- over there, it's not. Spanky lives there, too, doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't they, uh, Ian? Look, uh, Spanky, and we actually have a thriving uh, drag culture in Palmerston North and, and a brilliant drag show. It's, it's only been going for a couple of years now, but I think off the off the back of, of having Spanky Jackson here in town, even before they were famous uh, on telly, uh, we've got this we've got this brilliant um, uh, drag culture uh, and um, there's, look, there's loads to do. And honestly, I think a lot of people, they might remember or they've got some concept of Palmy from, from years ago. 
I've lived here 25 years. Yeah. I have seen a lot of changes. Yeah. Uh, it has become more cosmopolitan. It has become um, a more a more vibrant place. Um, so maybe people have got a concept from, from years gone by. But again, as Sue said, we're not apologising yeah. for anything. We're no. brilliant the way we are. We don't need to defend ourselves. And if you want to find out more about Palmy, come visit us. Uh, you know what, Ian? I, 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 I haven't been there for 35 years. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with for my, a visit. I'm, I'm going to go with my family, find a little boutique hotel. Dude. And you know what? I'm going to come to Palmerston North, take in the rugby museum, take in some drag with Spanky, have a beer somewhere, and just have fun. Look, I'll tell you what you should do. Go and, have a, go and have a beer at Brew Union. Go and see a show at Centrepoint Theatre. Yeah. Go and have dinner at, goodness, anywhere, um, Little Savannah. Go and have dinner at Little Savannah. You'll be very impressed. But there's loads to do in Palmerston North and Wallace. If you come to Palmy, give me a shout. I'll show you around. All right, good on you, Ian. Thanks for that. That's a former MP for Palmerston North, Ian Lees Galloway. Uh, someone says, and get this. Palmy was the first city to have a multiplex cinema and currently has 20 cinema screens, so beat that, says Bruce. Um, it is uh, 16 to 5. The panel are uh, NZ National. We have Sue Kedgley and uh, we have Stephen Jacoby with us this afternoon. Now to this. A boom, that's right, back to booms, situated down a quiet leafy street in Auckland's Freeman's Bay aims to provide a moment of tranquility for all those who stroll down it. Unfortunately for Mark Van Kathpoven, the green thumb behind the berm, Auckland transport is making it a bit more stressful. Years of planting and landscaping has resulted in a high, lush, green canopy on a section of the street. Mark's volunteering efforts even earned him a citizen award from the local board, but he's told, been told by AT to severely cut back the greenery, or they will remove it. With us is from Freeman's Bay, Mark Van Kartoven. Kia ora, Mark. Kia ora. How, how long have you been planting the boom? I started in 1995. Um, yeah, and I sort of worked my way up from my my boom to my neighbour's boom. Um, there were uh, it was a family of Maori people next door, and I did they were parking their cars and motorbikes on the boom there. I thought oh, I've got to stop this, so um, I asked the the matriarch of the house, Rose, uh, Rose, I want to see your grandchildren. I got something for them, so I lined them up in front of the boom, and uh-huh. I said, I've got a plant for each of you, and the, I'm going to help you plant it, and it's yours to look after, and that's how I started on the boom on my left and virtually the same on my right as well. So, And it's just progressed from there. And I live in a cul-de-sac, so it's a, it's a nice, quiet street. And at the end, we've got Western Park and, and the tennis courts. And we've got a real diverse range of people that live around here. And over the almost 30 years of doing what I've been doing, it's just created such an amazing community. Everyone loves coming through the street and they get a sense of, I don't know, just tranquil calmness and they just enjoy it and get on with their day. I have people coming that work in Ponsey Road and they're in real high-end jobs, accountancy and lawyers, and they come down, purposely down to our street to get their their lunch break, their fix of Mother Nature, and then they go back to the office and they're all generalised with um, new energy to... start the rest of the day Mark, by walking through my forest. Just to echo a text that's just come through, Mark, just mow your berm, dude. <laughs> 
Well, it's a bit hard now because it's not my property uh, in the sense that it's now the trees have grown to over four metres. They've become the property of the city arborist. And um, he has control of it all, and he's very encouraging what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I, I, I think we've, we've got to put Mother Nature back. Humans Absolutely. Well, yeah, but this is a berm. This is a berm. This is this is um, intruding on other people's lives. I don't want to go past and see uh, a, an absolute mess, Mark. I want to see a nice, tidy berm, perhaps the way your neighbours had it earlier. You know, Sue, what do you think of this I think, stuff? I think what Mark's done is absolutely wonderful. I think he should be given a civic award. And I noticed, I noticed that, um, you, well, first of all, the pictures looked it looks magnificent. I can't wait to go and look at it. But I noticed you said that it had, the, this urban jungle, as you described it, had protected your home during the floods while a number of neighbouring homes were flooded. And this is exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be replacing grass berms with planting and trees. It's this whole soak city concept. So, um, yes, you're a pioneer here. I think it's fantastic. Well, in all fairness, can I jump in here, Mark? You've got fans. Someone says, this berm is amazing. Leave it alone. Uh, Someone says, Mark has created a beautiful natural environment in Freeman's Bay. It's loved by the residents and birds and is apparently more resilient to storms. Um, stay there, Mark. We'll come back to you, Stephen Jacoby. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think of this freedom planting, uh, Stephen? Well, I must say, I'm always amazed at how berms are so controversial in Auckland. I don't know why that is, but um, you know, I see so many berms that are absolutely disgraceful, uh, full of you know horrible old weeds, or yeah. you know, got junk on them and all the rest of it. This is an example of someone who's actually taken it to a you know, a a much more ecological level. I think he should be congratulated and rewarded. Feel the burn. Yeah, well, Mark, people are feeling your burn. Apparently it's quite popular. I've never seen it. Um, So maybe I uh, should go go and see it. It's not far from me. Um, In terms of the Sponge City concept, you've also uh, been collecting mulch to make your area less flood-prone. Well, I'm actually I'm actually 100 percent prepared for global warming. Um, I actually was the cover um, case for water care for the drought that we had here, um, 2021 and 22. Um, they did a story. If you Google my name, you'll see the video there of what water care presented me as. And I was I've disconnected all my downpipes, and they all go into my garden, and they go into the water table, and my mulching. My whole garden is a compost heap. My, I mulch my whole. I just throw everything on my garden. Yeah. I also look after a park, Freeman's Bay Park. I've got contractors there. Instead of taking their rubbish to the tip, they bring it to the park. Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to do and that? And the that's another example of what I'm doing, and that's been, I was a good, got a good citizen award for that, and that's being recognised by so many other people, okay. not just the council. Is this is your berm um, is your berm legal? What you're doing? Um, well, it's legal as far as I'm concerned because we're only caretakers what we've got. Right. If it's not legal, right. it should be. I mean, this is the future, Wallace. This is what we need well, to be doing with berms all over the well, city. I, it, look, it's the intensification plan that's here in Auckland. There's no provisions to put greenways in or anything whatsoever, or or, or parks for for residents that are going to build, be built, put into these high towers. I mean, in, in our only area, if we're going to do intensification, I'm not against intensification, but we need to do it the right way. And our booms are our green well, area. Why don't you get consent and, for? Why don't you get consent for it, Mark? 
Beg your pardon? Why don't you get consent for it? You haven't got... It's not consented. AT hasn't agreed to your freedom planting. AT have been trying to put a policy together now... Um, a bit the booms. They have been trying this for 10 years and nothing's come of it as yet. I mean, there's a 10-year-old child really now waiting still to have permission to plant something on the boom. So their the lack of putting a policy together is, is, is going to affect the next generation if it's not affecting them already. I mean, look, we live in such a different world to what we did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And we've got to go with what our, our, our environment's changing like. And if we don't, we're going we're gonna to have more of these amazing storms that are going to really uh, horrify a lot of people. I mean, I've lived through fires and droughts in Australia and all that sort of thing. And I come here and I, I know how to live in a drought. And I've just found out how to live with, in a wet year of floods and storms and all that sort of this year. Okay. But my garden's come through at 100%. Well, and so is the park and so is the virgin. Well, Mark... Uh, they're with you. The people are with you. You've got full support from the listeners. So, Fantastic. Um, it's, it's great to have but you on the program. Auckland Transport uh, will change uh, their rules. And they're not, they're not supportive of me. Uh, Wallace, you make me want to vomit. Uh, please leave RNZ. I grow, I grow crab apples. So there. What does that mean? Thank you, Mark. Um, from, Free, from Freeman's Babe. Wallace, it's a beautiful planting. Uh, your homogenous viewpoint is so typical of someone who's never seen it. Walking past, walk past tonight, FFS. What does that mean? This guy is saving the planet. It's a bit of paradise. Not your concept of bland conformity. Well, I'll tell you something that isn't bland or conforming, and this is what I really want to see. There's a new playground that's just opened in Hayman Park in the centre of Monaco, and it boasts the tallest play tower in New Zealand for Tamariki in South Auckland. They waited a long time for it. I showed a picture to little Junior, and he said in an instant, I want to go. So we, we're going to go. I think we're going to go this weekend with us as Lutofuli, the Monaco councillor and former chair of the Ōtara Papatoitoi local board who were instrumental in getting this playground built. Uh, Lutu, kia ora. Kia ora and Happy Cook Island Language Week. And thank you so much for having me on your show today. <laughs> kia ora, Lutu. Pleasure. <laughs> Can I just say on instant impressions, I'm not so into the boom thing, but I saw this playground. We are going. It looks extraordinary. Tell us about. And you're most welcome. Tell us about the new playground. Yeah, it is amazing. It's the first destination playground um, in South Auckland. And like you say, it's got the highest tower, um, I think, in, in Auckland, but possibly in the whole of New Zealand. I'd have to fact check that. Um, but it's it's amazing. It's got different play areas for different ages. So we looked at that. We looked at accessibility, making sure that people of all ages and all abilities were able to use it. And it's been chock-a-block since, mm. since it was opened. I bet. Even today I drove past and it's full of families, so it's yeah. great. Oh, it's just fantastic. And it, it, it is next level. The quality is beautiful. Mm. Can I just say there's a serious note to this as well. There has been and there is an inequity issue around playgrounds in Auckland, is there not? Yes, absolutely. And there was a a study that was done about that, you know, during some years ago now before COVID and everything else, there was a playground study done and it got quite a bit of media attention and really highlighted 
inequities that exist across our beautiful city um, and showed that there's huge underinvestment in South Auckland, has been for decades. And when you look at the parks and the reserves in other parts of Auckland, it's pretty shameful and woeful what we've got in South Auckland in comparison. So the Papa Toy Local Board, as well as the Māngele Otahu Local Board and others, have been working since then um, to try to get the investment to you know, get projects mm. like this underway. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Also, and I guess Sue bringing you in, I guess joining the Berms in this is just a new way of looking at a um, city, huh? Yeah, it looks, yes, absolutely. It yeah, looks, and Sue? It looks Sue? fantastic. I mean, it looks uh, it looks brilliant. Interestingly, um, we had a wonderful tower in Frank Kitts Park in Wellington, and it was closed because a couple of people apparently uh, broke a leg or sprained an ankle or something. So I sincerely hope that you will be able to keep your tower um, out long after, you know, rather than have it closed down as ours has been. Yeah, and uh, we've thought about that because um, like for years all I saw was it on paper. And I didn't realize how tall it was until I started to see it being constructed. And to be honest, I'm a little bit scared of heights. So I, I don't have the guts to go up it. But the kids have been running up it, you know. Kids have no fear. That's exciting. But we have tried to, yes, we've tried to mitigate all of those risks as, as much as possible. You know, we've had all the engineers and everybody else look at it and put all the rubber mats and stuff around. But, yeah, I do hope that nobody gets it's, injured. No, it's a very sharply designed. It's, a, it's actually a beautiful piece of uh, playground architecture. Mm-hmm. This. Stephen, have you had a... Uh, look at it. Well, Kiorana, to our guest, and I, I, um, I haven't had the opportunity to go out there, but um, having grown up in Mangere, I can attest to the um, kind of the, the scarcity of of um, of uh, playgrounds, at least when I was growing up, which was admittedly quite some time ago. But my kids love playgrounds, and we've always felt it was hard to find good ones. So, um, really excited to hear about this. And um, how long did it take to actually put together? It took, we started thinking about it in 2016, and at that stage we were only, you know, we only had the local board sort of bucket of funding, which was limited to about maybe $800,000, you know, and you can, these days all you can do is paint things with that amount of money and maybe mow the berms. Um, uh, but because <laughs> of the Transform Manuko project that was beginning to develop in Manuko, we sort of jumped on board and asked Ekepanuku to, to come on board and consider having a park like this as part of the transformation of the area. And, um, you know, to their credit, they, they saw the vision that we had and jumped in. Um, and since 2017, they secured the funding. And through the pandemic and everything else, we were a little bit uncertain at some points. But, you know, um, I Fantastic. give credit to Richard Davison mm. there, who, who really made sure the funding was Well, Lotu, we're coming on Saturday to go to the playground, so we might okay. see you there. <laughs> Lotu Fui, Manukau Council, a bit of, uh, or someone says, uh, Sue, I got the most severe wedgie on that Frank Kitts Park slide. Mm. So, yeah, that's dangerous. Wonderful <laughs> stuff to both of you. Sue Kishley, Stephen Jacoby, thank you. I'm Wallace Chapman, back tomorrow, 3.45. Checkpoint with Lisa Owen is next. Kia ora.